religion, science, myths and legends all point toward the next evolution in human consciousness. What do the invisible realms hold? Who's telling us and how do they know? We're investigating insights from around the world to answer the question, what does the material world arise out of and where do we go once we've dropped the body? You're about to go interdimensional with Robert Wallace to Undiscovered Spiritual Realities. What is it to bear our brother's burden? What is the spiritual destiny and purpose of doing such activities, karmically speaking? If we are living our lives and someone comes along and seemingly imposes their needs onto us, they request us to do an action, and but more so than usual, we find ourselves withdrawn and not liking the thing that we're being asked to do. We don't want to do this thing. We say to ourselves, why am I doing this person's work? Why is they asking me to do for them which they should be doing for themselves? I don't want to do that. I wouldn't want to do it for myself. Why would I want to do it for them? Or rather, we say, is it my turn again? Why am I always doing this? Well, have you ever asked somebody for a favor? And maybe it was a hard thing you've asked them to do. Maybe it was a time-consuming thing, and you asked, and they obliged. Perhaps they did a good job. Perhaps they did it almost quickly. They came back while you were in the midst of your other activities, and they said, oh, what you asked me to do was done. I, I did this thing. I, I took care of the property, I took care of the, the lawn, I took care of the, the, the issue. It's all done. And you reflect on all of the burden that that issue had uh, arisen or provoked in you, the, the, the weight of the matter, the reason why you couldn't do it yourself to begin with, why you needed somebody's help, and how good you feel And now that it's done. And then you think ever so briefly at how much work that person must have had to have just gone through in order to have accomplished what they just did knowing what you yourself were trying to either avoid or were unable to do. And you feel very grateful. All of a sudden, the, the value of what they had just done, the weight that they took off your shoulders, the burden that they just bore for you, it comes to mind. And they smile at you, and you're very thankful. And you say, I can't thank you enough for this. You don't have any idea how helpful that was. It's not even, it's not even almost only that they did it. It's how they did it. They were so happy and, and kind about it, even though you both know, <laughs> you both know what they just went through to get that done. It was a difficult trial. There was probably problems undiscovered that had to be accomplished to overcame issues that showed up under rocks that hadn't been overturned in forever. New things that had to be learned and mastered and overcome. And as a result, this undertaking being done by them, it's, it saved you a lot of time and effort and a, a lot of pain and suffering. And so you're thankful to them. This is, this is in part what it is to bear your brother's burden, to carry his load, to say, oh, you're moving. Do you need someone to help you move? You see, especially when it comes to moving in particular, isn't that when our friends disappear? When you need them the most? You help me to bear this burden to move all these boxes to pack this stuff, 
to move this furniture onto this truck, to unpack it even. Uh, that is when a lot of us feel in those moments that we've got a true friend standing next to us. Someone who, even for nothing, they're just there to help, though we might offer to compensate them or what, but it's that they didn't duck out, disappear. They didn't have a convenient meeting or party or event that they had to attend uh, at the time of your move. And so when we think about that, I mean, that is when somebody is truly showing value, truly being useful. And so when we want to bring ourselves to other people, make ourselves useful to other people, then we ought to probably think most definitely about how much weight we can bear off of the shoulders of the other person. When I hear someone's going to move, I feel like that is when I will be most valuable to them. I know that that's when people disappear most often. So let me help you move. And people really appreciate that. I know I've moved a lot in my life, so I know what I'm offering to do for them. I know that there'll be sweat. I know that there'll be frustration. I know that there'll be things that would probably be more fun and entertaining to be done at that moment. I know that I could just as well disappear and show back up once they're settled in. If, you know, they're moving across town and not to a whole other state. But I also know that at the moment that I'm helping them and after it's done and they look at that job that's done, how they're going to feel. They're going to feel really great that they didn't have to do it all by themselves, that there was some help. They're going to appreciate that. And so this, in short, is what we're going to talk about, bearing our brother's burden. Now, of course, there are situations where you know, we're not so appreciated for the burdens that we bear. Our boss asks us to accomplish a seemingly impossible task. We accomplish many things within ourselves, within our, our skill set. Many things have to be learned to accomplish the task. And we go to the boss and we say, I did what you asked. I got it all done. We feel like a million bucks. We feel like the million-dollar employee. And they say, okay, appreciate it. Thanks. And aside of standing there or puffing yourself, you know, lifting yourself, elevating, glorifying, you know, what, you know, what I just did for you. We walk away and we say, okay. And generally, we're satisfied with a job well done. But especially when it comes to bearing a burden that we are uncompensated for. We're doing it out of the love of our hearts, knowing the magnitude of the task that we're either volunteering for or that we're willingly taking up and knowing what it would be for us. And then, therefore, knowing what it is thereby for the other person, then we know the value of what the service we are providing is to them because we've been on, you know, the other side of that equation. Or if we imagine that, what if that was me that needed that help? 
And so it's not the same to say, well, that's your problem. It's not me. It's not my problem. It's saying, what if I had that problem? Who would help me? How much would I need and appreciate the assistance of another person? And saying, well, what if in this situation I was that kind of solution to somebody else? What if right now that solution appeared for me? Because somebody stood up. What if I could be that for that other person? And what if I could bear that difficult task for them? How would that, how would that make me feel? What would, how great would that be? Bearing each other's burdens. So sometimes, of course, we feel like people need to take uh, more responsibility for their lives and that they've got themselves into a situation because of their own uh, bad behavior, lack of planning, okay, lack of organization. Perhaps somebody needs a makeover, not necessarily in the fashion sense, like they need their finances made over, they need their living conditions, they need their house rearranged, they need their house cleaned because they're just in a slump and they have turned their home into a pit. What if you were to clean your friend's house? What if you were to mow your neighbor's lawn? These sorts of things. Not not fun things. As a matter of fact, the grittier the job, the dirtier, the more undesirable, the harder the job, the better. What if we took that approach? Didn't John F. Kennedy say, we choose to go to the moon not because it is easy, but because it is hard? Well, if that was how we approached the matters that confronted us in our life. Perhaps we would see a lot more satisfaction and in our lives and relationships grow and blossom. Opportunities show up in the midst of helping these other people and not to mention that occasional friend who will pop out of the shadows to help you in your time of need. And at those moments, whom you can only think on as being the product or the, of your karma. You know? Like, man, he's doing for me what I did for that other person that one time. But, even so... Even if somebody were to show up to bear your burden after you've done born the burdens of others, it would impact you so much more even knowing what they're doing, having had done it yourself, knowing what it takes to go and to lift somebody else's burden up for them, even single-handedly. And to have them come over and do that for you so selflessly, it is even more appreciated by those who themselves are that type of person. So we bear each other's burdens. And when our brother bears our burden, we really appreciate him because we've borne burdens and we know what he's doing. We know what he's thinking about.
We know what he's going through emotionally to put himself second, to put you first, to schedule his life around your problem, to occupy himself with your personal challenges, taking them upon his shoulders. And shouldn't that be what we're doing for each other all the time? Should we be looking for an escape route as soon as somebody needs us? Of course not. Aside of just karma, aside of basic you know, human qualities of being a loving human being to other people, sometimes those challenges are far more than you know, we're willing or we even feel like we're able to handle. But when we, in spite of ourselves, in spite of our challenges, when we rise to the occasion, even if we're already occupied, you know, I have three other things going on that day and you want me to do that? I really can't. You know, if we think about it for a second, say, well, it might be possible if I move this and this around or if I do this and I'm back over here by this time. Even if I have to inconvenience myself a bit in order to go out of my way to help you I, m- I might still be able to do this let me do that for you you know the funniest thing usually happens I find that when we take on some of the most challenging problems courageously that is to say without much reservation we are confronted with a problem and we say oh, I'll do it, even though we have no idea how we're going to do it. And we know it could be a challenging issue. But I'm going to go ahead and do it, even with a smile on my face right now. How those problems almost melt away before us. We get there, and there was next to nothing to do. (laughs) The problem solves itself. The problem wasn't a problem. The problem had an easy solution to it. And we think about how much fuss maybe initially we put up maybe to the other person, to ourselves, or maybe in the past how much fuss we would have put up if we managed to just get in the habit of being helpful. And we think how small the problems are, you know, when we just confront what we're asked to do or what we need to do and how far that impact goes too. You get a lot of credit for simply confronting a problem that turns out to be easy simply because you were willing and able to confront it. Because there's so few people, it seems, who are willing just to confront matters because there might be an issue, because it might be hard. And a lot of times those things that are hardest for us, as we think about them, that seem the most complicated and challenging can be some of the easiest, breeziest things. Not just sometimes, a lot of times. And it turns out the biggest part of the problem or the task was the concept of the problem or the task itself and how we confronted it. It's almost like the universe is challenging us not to see how we overcame solving the problem, but how we overcame confronting or approaching the problem. That was the real lesson, for instance. Like, you know, did you confront it with a smile or not? You know, you could be asked to do something and you could go kicking and screaming. 
You could finally get in front of the problem and all of a sudden it's a two second fix. And you feel so foolish, so silly for having put up such a fight. You even imagine, what if I had just said, sure, not a problem, taking it like a champ when it was first thrown on your shoulders. And what a hero you would have looked like only to come to the site of the problem and to find no problem here at all, really. Two second fix. Let me Google that. You know, let me let me use some of my skill set in, in Ninja out of this real quick. Make short work out of it. Uh, even the idea of having to ninja yourself out of something is is overspeak compared to how much effort you know we have to sometimes put in to some issues that we make such a big issue out of. Moral of this story is your effort to help somebody goes a lot further than you realize. And not only that, but it's it's not just your responsibility as a spiritual person to bear your brother's burden, to be your brother's keeper, to protect your brother. But it is also part of a growing sense of community and harmony with the people around you who are your brothers and your sisters and your mothers. Jesus said, who is my mother? Who is my brother? Whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my mother, is my brother. It's not enough that you do it for your best friend, that you do it for your employer, that you return the favor to somebody who's done something for you, that you're helping your own flesh and blood out with because you got to live with them because you have the deepest affinity for them. What about people you barely know? What about people who can't repay you? They couldn't afford to repay you. They have no means to compensate you. They are stuck in a wheelchair. They couldn't help you if they wanted to. That, that is really what it's about. Selfish selfless devotion to other people's matters. It makes you a, a better version of yourself. It makes you a stronger version of yourself. You realize that most of the challenges in life, especially the challenges imposed on you and those of others, uh, aren't as difficult to overcome as they look. And really the failure to produce results is more a sign or an indication of the weakness of a person's moral character than their physical strength and their intelligence or anything else like that. Confronting the challenges and the burdens of our own lives is often hard enough. Sometimes those challenges, when we look at them, they're overwhelming. They require a lot out of us. They look complicated. So much has to happen. So much to do, so little time. Sometimes we're sharing a to-do list with somebody. Sometimes it's all for us. Sometimes it's completely for someone else. 
But in the end, the results of burden-bearing are often much greater than whatever kind of effort we put out, no matter how difficult. We could do something that's quite difficult, and the results are still many multitude multitudes uh, greater than the effort we put out. Sometimes there's very little effort required. Uh, but it was really about being present and, and rising to the challenge. So, what does that have to do with spiritual dimensions? Spiritual worlds, spiritual dimensions. What kind of inner life are you cultivating if when you sleep at night or you go to sleep in the background weighing you down is the knowledge and the feelings that go with that knowledge of the things that you didn't do for those who came to you, who depended on you, who hoped on you. They hoped that you might help them. They, they prayed that they might get some assistance from you. And, and you know that it's generally within your personally assigned job description to help these kinds of people out in those types of situations. But you failed them. You abandoned them. You slinked out, you disappeared, you didn't show up, you went MIA. How can a person, without that level of personal integrity and dignity, confront themselves in the spiritual mirror of their soul life? How can they stand with much of a degree of confidence knowing that when people need us we're not there for them it seems that it would bring a degree of uncertainty about our own future how can we hope and expect that the universe god our friends family brethren the stranger would ever want to help us. We would, in that way of thinking, find it incomprehensible that somebody would want to put themselves second to us. Because, you know, you see in others what's in you. And if what's in you is somebody who would fain put himself second to another person to bear their burdens, you would be as incomprehensible that somebody would do that for you. And so unworthy we would feel, even especially if we were shown great degrees of grace by others, though we've lived a life of selfishness. And that can be transformative. There are people who have lived those kinds of lives, and they have been transformed through the kindness and the bearing of their of their issues by unselfish people. This brings us to a matter of karma. Sometimes we see people who are struggling in situations, as we were talking about before, situations that they got themselves into. And they got into those situations because they didn't prepare properly. Maybe in a past life, they did unsavory things, which led to 
these unsavory circumstances that they're living in. And, and so we could say that as a result of their past karma, they were born into this misfortune, or they find themselves in this misfortune. But for that, do we say, I'm not going to help you bear your burden, or that's your problem, or you're getting what you deserve? Isn't it so that everything that befalls all of us is but a consequence of our prior thoughts, words, and actions, thinking, feeling, and willing? And isn't it so that without the assistance of other people, we wouldn't be alive? A baby isn't born and goes out and finds his own food, feeds himself, cares for himself, you know, self-educates in terms of hygiene and shelter and starts to educate himself for the ways of the world so he can make it and, and live within a community. All of these things are given to us free and clear by people, other people. And so there's no selfish, you know, no man is an island unto himself. Even if you want to go out and live in a middle of nowhere all by yourself, we all still share this common mind. And what you're doing and the experiences you're having way out yonder, they are coming back and affecting the rest of us. And so the moral of the story here is the harder it looks, the more we should set out to see how we can be of use, to see how small the challenge really is under the magnifying glass not how big it is, how big we can make it, and how much fear it can generate in us, but can we make short work out of it? We can be kind of a hero for people when we do that which no one else is willing to do, that which we have a responsibility to do. Bear your brother's burden. So... If you have any thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, suggestions about this or any other subject, topic, or whatever, please go ahead and share them. Robert at newprecept.com. Find us on spiritualrealities.net and Spotify.